When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, first period, and welcome. Uh, we're going to do the review for the legislative branch. So I went over all this stuff in, in uh, class, but I'll go over it again here. Remember, you can turn this in for extra credit on your test if you would like to. So uh, you don't have to do it, but if you want to, uh, it is an option. Okay. Uh, all right. So the review can be found on eClass. Uh, I also gave you the paper copy uh, in class. So uh, first up, there's the House and Senate nuts and bolts. And there are a good bit of questions uh, about this stuff, uh, like how long is a senator's term and uh, some other things. So just be sure you're, you're paying attention here. So the first off, the requirements for the House is you have to be 25 years old. You have to have been a citizen for seven years and you have to live in the state that you're going to um, run it. So uh, I'm from Florida, but I couldn't go down there and start running because I don't live there anymore. I'm in Georgia. For the Senate, you have to be 30, you have to be nine years a citizen, and you have to be uh, a resident of the state as well. The numbers, there are 435 House members and there are 100 senators. Leadership, so there's a couple leadership positions. Uh, the Speaker of the House is the most important one and one of the big ones that you have to know for uh, just everything. Uh, they run the House, okay? Uh, meaning that they determine who's going to talk, when, uh, they have a lot of say-so and how long a uh, debate's going to happen and what issues are pushed and voted on and all those sorts of things. So a uh, very important position, very powerful position. Now, remember, there is no Speaker of the Senate, so there is only a Speaker of the House. There is not going to be anybody that is called uh, Speaker of the Senate. There is a majority leader over there and a minority leader, and that's <clears throat> really the main positions because the president of the Senate is the VP and they're never there. Uh, then you have the majority leader and the minority leader. On the House side, the majority leader is just the speaker's kind of right-hand person. Uh, they work with them to help them out, but they don't really have any real power. Okay, obviously it's an important position and a significant position, but they don't have the power of the speaker uh, and they just assist. The minority leader uh, kind of is in charge of the minority party, but they can't do much because they really are outnumbered on the House side when they are the majority party and there's not much they can do. On the Senate side, the majority leader uh, kind of runs the Senate. They will dictate uh, what's going to happen um, to an extent, but they're supposed to work with the minority party a lot closer than on the House side. Uh, and then finally, you got the whips. There's whips on every, both sides, uh, and both majority and minority people have them. Uh, and the whips are the ones that are kind of the go-betweens. So if <clears throat> I was a you know, first-year House member and I had a problem, uh, I wouldn't go directly to the Speaker of the House. I would go to the majority whip and talk to them, and then they would take my problem potentially to the leadership. So the whips are going to do that kind of stuff. They're also going to be sure that people are voting the way they're supposed to and, and getting counts and things like that. Uh, constituents, so we are the constituents. We're the voters. <clears throat> and on the House side, they have a district. Georgia has 14 districts, uh, and each one is about 800,000 people, all right? And so 
they govern for those people in their district. The Senate has a uh, whole state they have to worry about. Term lengths. So for the House, it is two-year terms, and for the Senate, it is six-year terms. So make sure you don't get those confused. The Senate is six. The House is two. Term limits. There are no term limits. Uh, they can run as much as they want to and as often as they want to. Um, there are people in the House and in the Senate that are in their 70s and 80s that have just been made a career out of being a, a congressperson. I would like to see some term limits. All right, congressional powers. So there are some numbers you got to know in here, so be sure uh, to remember those. All right, first off, for the impeachment process. First off, impeachment is not kicking the president out. Impeachment is uh, a formal charge being made against a president, against a judge, something along those lines. Okay, it doesn't just have to be presidents. And the way the impeachment process works is a two-part process. The House of Representatives will vote and, or excuse me, let me take that back. The House will write up articles of impeachment. So whatever the president did or a judge did, and then the House will vote. A majority will uh, get you kind of impeached. All right. Once the House has voted to impeach you, then it goes to the Senate for a trial. At the trial, they need a two-thirds vote for the Senate to actually kick someone out. We have never kicked anybody out. All right, so there's never been a president that's been kicked out. We've had three impeached. Uh, Johnson from the 1860s, uh, Clinton from 96, um, and then Trump was uh, impeached a few times. But the numbers, majority in the House, two-thirds in the Senate. Uh The next one is the veto override, and once again, you need in the numbers. It's two thirds of the full house of the full Congress. Excuse me. So two thirds of Congress, and that means the House and the Senate have to have two thirds of them, um, and that'll that'll override a veto. To declare war, it is the full Congress has to vote to declare war. The president. Um, cannot send troops. I mean, they can send troops, but the, they can't do anything really officially until Congress declares war. Advice and consent. Consent is the Senate only. And this is for treaties and appointments and things like that. And it is the Senate only. So be sure you don't get confused there and think the House has anything to do with this because they don't. All right. Uh, and so Biden just did something that's pretty important. He uh, recommended the first black uh, female Supreme Court Justice, so she's got to go through the Senate process now. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. I think she's, she seems like, from what I've seen, she seems like a pretty safe pick, so I think she might make it through pretty easily. Uh, maybe not easily. That might be the bad word, uh, wrong word to say, but I think she'll get through. So that is the Senate only, okay? For the filibuster, this is a Senate only thing. Um, it is something that the, <clears throat> minority party uses because they're allowed to debate as much as they want to. They can, um, it's a tool that they use to kind of delay action on bills, um, in the Senate because the Senate doesn't have the same kind of rules that the House does. So if a bill is introduced, 
that we don't like as the minority party, we can get up there and we can talk about it, talk about it, and talk about it, and talk about it, and delay action as much as we can on a bill. Now, you can end the filibuster with a cloture vote, okay? A cloture vote uh, is needed by the Senate. You need 60, 60 <clears throat> members to say, yes, let's end debate. And so a uh, cloture would end the filibuster. So you can end one uh, if you have the votes. Citizens United versus FEC. This was a court case, uh, and it dealt with businesses giving money to groups, and the one that it gave to was Citizens United. Uh, and what Citizens United did was make a movie about a candidate, Hillary Clinton, and it didn't make her look very good. And so it got stopped because the argument was that Citizens United should not be able to take money from these businesses and then make this kind of political movie, all right? And so it got stopped. Citizens United fought it, and it went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that, and this is what you need to really remember, is that um, corporations, businesses, have free speech. And they can give money, and that's how they express their free speech. All right, so at the end of the day, if you can remember nothing else, just remember that businesses and, and corporations and groups like that, uh, they have the ability and the right to give money to who they want to, and it's considered free speech. <clears throat> Lobbying is something that uh, interest groups will do, okay? Uh, they will hire someone who has connections to a congressperson, and they will send them there to kind of, I want to say, convince because that's kind of a bad way to say it but they will try and work with congress people on the interest groups issues so let's say it's a anti-gun group okay they are going to donate lots of money to congress people that are sympathetic and that are anti-gun all right uh, and when an issue comes up that this group wants to see uh, addressed then they'll send the lobbyists in to talk and express what they want Interruption. Looking for Mr. Book. Can you come to the media center to the counseling office's conference room for a meeting? That's Mr. Book. Thank you. Mr. Book is not on our podcast. Sorry, guys. Uh, one of the drawbacks of recording at school. Uh, okay. So, anyways, that's a, a lobbyist. Okay. They they work and, and interest groups get uh, a lot of their kind of stuff done by campaign donations, and then a lobbyist needs to really be able to get donations and money uh, for the the uh, <clears throat> for the congressperson, okay? Uh, all right, so I told you in class that I would look for the test to see what the question was about how a bill becomes a law, and uh, there's not really a question, <clears throat> okay? So what you need to know for the test is really the end, okay, so the end process. And that is the fact that if there is a different version of the bill that goes from the House to the Senate and they pass, then they have to have a conference committee, which is the next set of stuff there. So the conference committee is going to be the ones that will come together and they will try and uh, work out the differences. So remember, when you did this, the House has to pass a version of the bill and the Senate has to pass a version of the bill. They have to pass the same exact version before it can go to the president. They cannot pass stuff that's different. And so um, if they don't, then it goes to the conference committee, 
where they work out the difference. So let's say it's a spending thing. The House wants to spend $200 million, The Senate wants to spend $100 million, Then it would need to go to the conference committee, and they'd have to work it out. Maybe they'd meet in the middle at $150 million. Who knows? Okay. Uh, that leads us to the next committee. Now, selecting joint committees are not on the on this test, but they are stuff you need to know because they could be a part of our uh, midterm, I mean, excuse me, uh, of our final, our DA final, when we take that uh, in May. But uh, they're not on here, so I'm not going to go over them. Uh, the standing committee is the permanent committees. They are the ones that have uh, uh, the responsibility of looking at every single bill. So once it's introduced into Congress, uh, it will go to a, to a standing committee, and they will work on it. They will um, edit it, make changes to it, and all that sort of stuff. Okay? And then I've already talked about the conference committee, so I'm not going to talk about that. Political action committee, uh, just know that the PAC, the PAC, is a fundraising uh, organization. Okay? They were created to get around some of the limitations that were put on uh, donations. So we're limited to how much we can donate, but sometimes people have more money. Not me. I don't donate to begin with, but I don't have that much money anyways. Uh, but some people have lots of money, and they want to give as much money as possible to, to Congress people uh, and other uh, politicians. And so they max out their limitation, and then they give to these political action committees who turn around and either donate to the Congress people or will run commercials and ads and just campaign for the, the politicians. All right, I've already talked about the Speaker of the House, so you know there'll be a couple questions on there about them. The 17th Amendment uh, is the direct election of senators. Uh, so before this, you need to know this for the test, uh, state legislatures would pick our state senators. So we have two. We have Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. We got to vote on them <clears throat> in 2020. Uh, if it had been prior to the 17th Amendment, though, we wouldn't have gotten to vote on them. The state legislature would have just picked whoever uh, they wanted. Uh, the Necessary and Proper Clause, this is a part of Article 1 of the Constitution that allows Congress to stretch their powers. So as long as, as long as um, Congress is doing stuff that is necessary to carry out their written powers, they're allowed to stretch out their powers. Okay? Uh, back to lobbying real quick. It is regulated. Uh, they can't just, don't think it's as shady as it sounds, okay? It, it does sound pretty shady about getting money and things like that, but uh, it's, they have to keep really good records, uh, and they can be questioned, you know, because there are laws that kind of govern them. All right, the election cycles, so there's not really anything on the presidential cycle, but you need to know that um, there's a presidential election every four years, and there's congressional elections to go with it because House is, the House is running every two years. Uh, and then there's midterm elections, like we're having coming up in November. Uh, that's a midterm, so in the middle of the presidential election. All right. Uh, finally, the congressional districts. And uh, please be sure you pay attention to this. Um, <clears throat> so congressional districts get redrawn every 10 years or so. Georgia's in the process of redrawing ours after the census of 2020 came out. Uh, and the state legislature are the ones that handle that. That's a question on the test, so be sure you know that. And uh, reapportionment is just the refiguring of the 435. So there's 435 seats in the House. <clears throat> and uh, based on the numbers, some states will gain a seat, other states will lose. So Georgia has 14 seats. If we gain enough population to gain a seat, we would go up from 14 to 15. So if we went to 15, then another state would have to lose a, uh, a, a House seat. 
That's reapportionment. Redistricting is just the redrawing of the lines. Almost every state will redistrict this, this go-round uh, to make up for the population shifts that have happened. So you know, in Georgia, we've had a lot of people move into the metro areas, the counties that are around the Atlanta area. And so uh, they're going to have to redraw the lines to accommodate for the, the influx of population. All right. So that's redistricting. It happens. And it, almost every state does it. Gerrymandering is where those lines get drawn kind of in the favor of whichever political party is in charge. So right now the Republicans are in charge here in Georgia. Democrats are claiming that the lines they're drawing are unfair and it's going to discriminate against Democratic voters. I don't know. I haven't seen the lines to know or have an opinion on it. So uh, I don't want to say whether it's, it's right or wrong. But gerrymandering is where the lines get drawn to favor one political party over the other. All right. It is legal because the courts have traditionally said we're going to stay out of that. However, lines can be challenged nowadays. So if Georgia redraws the lines and they um, look like they're unfair, the Democrats might challenge them. All right, guys, there's the test. You're going to take it if I'm in school or not. Remember, I'm still having jury duty. Uh, I'm on call this whole week. Uh, so I got to call in uh, Wednesday night and find out if I got to go in on Thursday. Uh, if I'm not, the sub will give it to you. Uh, the only difference will be it will be a paper bubble sheet versus the traditional uh, laminated one that I use. So be sure you have a pen and pencil. Okay. Uh, if you have questions, please send me a remind text. I'll be happy to answer the, the questions as, as fast as I can. Uh, or if I'm at school, uh, come see me you know, early in the morning. I'm there about 630. All right, guys. Hope you all have a great afternoon uh, and a great morning. And I'll see you in class on Thursday. Later.